Thank you, Craig. Thank you so much. You got yeah. it right this time, buddy. Mm. Are you ready for some sweetie? New school. Let's get this sweetie. Sweetie girl, sweetie girl. Dude, I love this song. This song is great, man. It's been stuck in my head like all. I do like it. You're right. This is. Pull up in my hood, best dress. Next thing, upgrade. Who's next? Rich boy, got him on deck. Good boy, tell that nigga fetch. I put my new pen on a leash. Traded in my old nigga, he was just a lease. Ride around town till I leave. I gave that boy rounds, but I'm back to the street. I said I'm back to the streets like la da di da di da. Back to the streets, so clean when I pull up to the scene. Big goals and I put that on me. What you thinking? What's good? Fuck how you feeling? I wish you nigga would. Had to hit the husband on your homies. Stepping in your bad bitches only. My ex used to act like he owned me. Fucking love, sweetie, bro. My God. All right, dude, let's fucking pod. This is Breakpoint, a tennis podcast episode. Any idea? Uh, I man. Think, I guess 10. I think we're at 10. I think it's all. You sure it's not 11? I feel like we hit double digits at one point already. I think last episode we thought it was 9, but it was actually. No, no, no. Last episode we thought it was 10, oh, but it was actually it was 9. 9. I see, I see. Hey, you're the one putting it up, so I, I yeah. actually don't know, honestly. Hold on. Let me Let me verify this. Yeah, so okay. we're on episode 10. Very cool. Let's now, it, officially. We hit the decade mark. Yeah. From we've, given going them, from... we've given the people over nine hours of content. That's true. I mean, but, to be fair, true. it was, it was uh, we started off strong. We almost were like every other three days. Yeah, <laughs> now we're, what are we, bi-weekly? Yeah, bi-weekly. Yeah, we fucking, we're tanking it right now, boys. Yeah, we're tanking. But it's okay. We're here for the, we're here for the drama. We're back when there's drama. And let me tell you something, there is a lot of drama this yeah. week. Both on and off the court, I feel I like. don't know where you want to start. I mean, there's there's some juicy stories here. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's work backwards. So starting okay. from today, and let's maybe work back. So let's back focus on the, on the tennis first, and then yeah. we'll go to the, you know, the off-court stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So today uh, was, was quarterfinal action, right? Yes, it was quarterfinals in at Vienna. Vienna ATP mm-hmm. 500, and normally this is a pretty quiet event. Normally, like Dominic Team will be the number one seed, and um, yeah, it. Okay, what's that in the background? Oh, sorry. Um, here, keep talking. Okay, so um, yeah, normally you have like Dominic Team, and then you have a bunch of the people ranked maybe ten to twenty, and then below that too. But this year we had Novak Djokovic come. Um, a lot of these players came due to like lack of tournaments, you know, post COVID. We had Sitsipas come. More about him later. Who was the number two seed here? Oh, team was number two, right? Yeah, team was number two seed. So here. Zverev was here. No, he skipped this one, right? Yeah, he because he played both Cologne tournaments, and I think oh, he yeah. decided to Cologne rest one after and that. Two. Yeah. Okay, so then you have the usual suspects. You have like Daniil Medvedev, Andre Rublev. Um, yeah. I think Shapo lost early first round in the tournament. Yeah. yeah, first round, and then he. I think he called his season quits. Yeah, like he, he decided not to uh, go for the um, Paris. 
Yeah, ATB finals. No, no, no. He yeah. decided to just give up on the ATB finals too by giving up on Paris. Yeah, because I think he. I don't know how far he needed to get in Paris, but yeah, he by him not playing it, he basically said he didn't want to be top eight, I guess, or top. Yeah, yeah top eight. Yeah, that was an interesting move. But anyway, okay, let's get back today to today. So we have quarterfinal action. Yeah, we had pretty much upsets across the board. Yeah, I would say actually, I think. Only one of these was not an upset, in my opinion. Really, I, I, I'll, I would say it's four out of four upsets. But which it I'm is. assuming you're I, assuming the Dimitrov Dan Evans one is yeah, not an I upset. Think Dan Evans has been a more solid player this year than Dimitrov. I don't know. I and I like Dan Evans' game. I fucking like me some Dan Evans. I, I will say, I, I, I will say Dan Evans has, has been exceeding my expectations recently so far, but. Honestly, Dimitrov, after his huge slump at Cincinnati and at, uh, at the U.S. Open, he's been playing much better. Like, I think he's starting to find his groove a lot better. And um, yeah, I mean, he's just made show it, like the quarterfinals of a lot of these tournaments post U.S. Open. I feel yeah, like. and his game against Sitsipas, like honestly, like I thought at that point, like he was really going to put in, like, uh, really make a big showing for the rest of the tournament because yeah. So just some context here in the round before the quarterfinals, the round of sixteen. Tsitsipas played Dimitrov, and he he lost in three sets. And really, I think... No, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was three-setter. Okay. Yeah, I forgot but... that Dimitrov was up 5-0 in the first set type. Right. And then lost the next seven. I thought it was the other way around. Yeah, it was Dimitrov. So, which Dimitrov should have, like, 2 owed. would um, Yeah, he should have won Tsitsipas, two, honestly. what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Dimitrov should have won in two. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, honestly, he had a strong showing regardless that match. Maybe besides those five, the five games he gave up in a row. But um, and you he know, took I, out Hatchinov too. Hatchinov yeah. is kind of shit. Like he's not really <laughs> fucking good, bro. He's like, yeah. People are figuring him out, and like he he'll get to like a quarter here, but like he's, I don't think he's in that tier. Like that's like a you know like a Chapo tier or something mm. like that. Like, he's definitely um, a tier below, in my opinion. Yeah, Shapo has been playing much better. I mean, he like, has his ups Shapo and downs, but... play better against the big guys. Like, he won't beat them, but he'll at least give up a better... Like, show give a better showing than Hatchinov. Hatchinov will beat, like, the nobodies pretty easily, I think. But then if he finds someone of note, it's kind of 50-50. Yeah, that's true. I think, actually, if anything, he's actually, I feel like, been struggling even a little bit against the nobodies. Like, going you know, the full distance, maybe, you know, I, I would have to think at the French Open, he might have had uh, maybe some four or five setters that he probably didn't need to play and um, some three setters that he probably didn't need to play either. Um, How do like, you feel about him overall? Do you think he's going to be like a, like a top tenor in the future? Or do you think like he might have peaked early or he'll just kind of be one of those players that has a good tournament every once in a blue? Yeah, I, I honestly think... It's a strange thing to say that he's already peaked because he's still pretty young. Um, but at this rate, I don't see him actually getting like ranked even much higher. I'm not. Sure, I'll look up his rank right now. Um, I I think he's top twenty though. I think. Yeah, I think he would be top. 20. Um, he is 18th right now. I um, but honestly, the way he's been playing and just honestly how good some other players are getting, like he's just gonna get surpassed by other players. Like he might just stay keep playing at the same level, but that's just not good enough, you know? Yeah. And, um, 
Like, so I honestly don't see him get... Because his game is just not dynamic enough, and he obviously gets overshadowed a lot by the two better Russians. I mean, Rublev and Medvedev. And, um, yeah, I, I don't have much, much faith, honestly, for him to climb the rankings much higher than 18th. Yeah, I don't really either. I mean, I think he'll be like a top 10 to 20, top 10 to 30 player, but... I don't know. Yeah. I'm very disappointed, and I wasn't that impressed to begin with. So, yeah, I think, yeah, unfortunately, I think I I guess not a good comparison. I was gonna say something very much like a Nishikori. Nishikori has gotten pretty high at one point, though. Yeah, I mean, he was I think top Nishikori ten at one point. Was like top six, maybe. Top, yeah, top seven. He made it to the the London a couple of years. Yeah, at least row. twice. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's where Kashinov's career is going to head, where Nishikori hasn't really won anything big. I don't. He's pretty sure he's never won a 1,000 Masters. A 500, Ooh. maybe once or twice in his career so far? Nishikori? Yeah. yeah. I think he's won a couple 500s, but no yeah. 1,000s. Yeah, so Nish- Nishikori is a well-known player. And nothing, no, no, nothing, no slack against Nishikori. I like Nishikori, but he's not a player where you expect him to make it honestly past a quarter at a slam like that i think mm-hmm. a semi would be amazing for Nishikori. i think he's probably made it once though i would think once at least once in his career but you know um casual probably hang around for a little bit he's young and he's decent enough but you know there's just tears there's tears in tennis there's levels to this shit yeah there's levels to this shit so yeah and okay so let's get back to dimitrov here mm-hmm. what what have you seen so far like well, honestly, I guess he he got beat tonight. But anyway, well, yeah, tell, tell yeah. Me I actually, think. um, you know, I if anything, I would almost compare Dimitrov a lot to, as far as like tennis quality, to to Shapo. I think both those players, their highs are fairly high. Like when they're on their game, they are they look almost unstoppable. Like it's just so entertaining. And, and the they play is beautiful from both yeah. Players. It's just great. It's great. It's visually great to watch. And they really, when they're playing great, it almost feels like man, like if a player to were to watch for the first time, Dimitrov or Shapo playing for the first time when they're playing great, they'll be like, man, how does anyone beat this guy? Like that's honestly what they would think. And yeah. like because Dimitrov, like he when he's in a zone, he almost just slaps every ball back, and it goes. It's just like a winner. It's just like a winner every time. Like he he'll slap hard serves back, you know, into the corner. It's kind of crazy a little bit. And yeah. it's fun to watch when it happens, but obviously it doesn't happen all the time. And that's kind of where you falter. But yeah, I feel like he's been playing well, honestly, since Clay's co- Clay season started. He's, just, he's been playing well. And then I think it translated here with his Sitsipas win, but falling to Dan Evans is... I don't think it should have happened, but none of these upsets should happen in a sense. But yeah. Dude, uh, I think Dimitrov is like a... He's very like on off kind of player. Like he'll yeah. be hot, super hot one day, and then the next day it just like won't, it just won't be flowing or something. I agree. Yeah, it's he's very he's very pol- a polarizing player. Like a player. Where I don't think not. he has quite the like. I think Dan Evans. You just need to have like a really good weapon that can just keep beating him. You can just keep beating him with because he's kind of like a crafty player. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he would. He has like a. You know, like on terms of like the talent, like a top tier game, I guess. Especially because he doesn't have a backhand. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I don't think Dimitrov exposed his his backhand weakness enough. Yeah, like, that's he possible. probably he probably hit way too many balls to Evans' forehand, which is just like a monster. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I yeah, I think Dimitrov probably should have. Mm. I mean, you, know, you you almost convinced me there that Dimitrov should have won that match today, but I couldn't say it. I just couldn't say <laughs> it. I mean, I don't know. I I'm a little hot. I I do like Dimitrov a lot, and I mean, as as good as Damon has been playing for how what we expected, he's not. He's not like a girl. He's not in the. I don't think he's in the level of Dimitrov. I guess is the best way to put it. Like his name is hanging around, but does anyone really like think Dan Evans is usually even a contender for these tournaments? You know. Well, like, he might. He might be now. I mean, that's true. You're right. You're right. That's true. He is. I mean, but usually, like I think, Google just has a higher standard. I mean, even the U- the U.S. Uh, Open last year and. Dimitrov has big. He's made it far in a lot of tournaments. It just kind of depends on if he's feeling it that day. I think, and you know, see, but Dimitrov, I think, like, I don't think of him as someone who ever makes a Masters final or a Grand Slam final. He's always that guy will that will get to the quarters or the semis at a tournament where he's hot, and then he'll lose. Like, has he ever? I think he's only been to one Masters final. That's true. You're right. I think he he hasn't really he hasn't really won as many titles. I think as you would expect for a player that honestly has has gotten the the hype. You know, calling being called baby fed and everything. Like he, you're right. He hasn't had as much success as I'm sure people expected him to. Um, I think he spray. He's probably sprays too many balls on the forehand wing. I don't know. I don't watch enough Dimitrov, but like. There's got to be an issue somewhere there, or maybe he's just lacking power to to really attack. But when I watch him, he looks like he he smacks it pretty hard. Yeah, I I honestly think it's just a lot of unforced errors, Dimitrov. Unfortunately, yeah. like because he's he's athletic. I mean, he gets around the court. I just I think he just beats himself. He's just one of those players that beats himself, you know. And yeah, yeah, it's it's hard when you play at that level. I mean. Maybe it makes it seem like he's beating himself, but these players hit well, you know, and it's not always so easy to return. Yeah, true. So, I mean, I I think I consider it upset. I think most people would, but, you know, maybe a little closer than the other the other matches that they that were today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can talk about his opponent. Yeah. Novak Lorenzo Sanego. <laughs> Who yeah, the fuck expected that one. Like, dude, my God, I the matches today. Like, I saw. Okay, so earlier today, I was um at a site visit for work. Uh huh. And uh, me and my coworker were driving down like California 101, uh, just on our way back to the bay. And I just checked the I checked Reddit in the morning, like mm-hmm. 8 a.m., just to be like, yeah, what are they saying about today's matches? And one guy is like. Bro, Novak Djokovic has to play Lorenzo Sanego in the quarterfinals of a tournament. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, this is going to be a fucking blowout. Uh-huh. And, and so I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, okay, he's for sure going to win that match. I check it, like, five hours later, and I'm just, like, shocked. I'm like, am I reading this right? Like, is the app have an error? Like, 6-2-6-1, or was it 6-1-6-2? Uh-huh. He got three games. That's all I know. Like, yeah. what the... That's that's Novak's worst loss of his career. Yeah, that's that's gotta be up there. I mean, especially since honestly coming back on the in a sense the tennis restart, the ATP restart, 
he has almost looked unbeatable. I mean, obviously he lost to Rafa at you know. Bro, Molina, you're telling which, me that that Novak yeah. Djokovic, who has lost two matches this year, has lost them to Rafa Nadal at French Open. Lorenzo Sanego in Vienna? Yeah. That I, is so wild. I will say though, um, he hasn't he hasn't looked perfect because I mean even if you look at the Torch match before this, Torch, I'm pretty sure uh pushed he pushed him to to seven or to tiebreak in the first set. And I actually think Torch had a good chance to take that tiebreak off of Djokovic. I think the thing is, Djokovic is so much better at those clutch situations. So, well, Dominic like, team said it too. He said that in the tie breaks, mm-hmm. uh, Novak just doesn't try to make an error. He just makes the opponent make the error, and he just plays backboard. Yeah, and so I think it, it's worked. I mean, Djokovic, honestly, in clutch moments, I bet on him more times than not because something about when you come to a tiebreak and it comes down to the last couple points, Djokovic, his mental is just stronger, and he just more likely to come out on top and in those kind of situations it makes it seem like he's always he's like unbeatable but if you can push him if if, if you can even push him to that point it's possible to beat him if that makes sense if yeah. you can take a game off him it's very possible to beat him kind of deal and i'm not sure what happened with the senego game though or a sonigo game sonigo i think i think it's senego senego um like i yeah i almost had this i had the almost like a different I had a different reaction because I found out he had already lost to him when I found out the outcome of the score before I even knew who was playing almost. Like mm. what I do is I wake up in the morning, I work this morning before a class or before a meeting yeah, with my yeah. group for class. Yeah. And I just the first thing I do is I like to especially since we live in the US and now all of the tournaments are not in the US, um, they all happen at night here. So we wake up and a lot of the results are halfway like, done. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, or they're playing. And I I turn on YouTube just to see any results. And the first like first recommended is <laughs> Senego stuns or like stuns Djokovic. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> and I just watched the highlights and dude, I don't know, man. He was getting winner after winner. Djokovic's drop shot was looking like shit. Like it looked pretty bad. I don't know. Why Novak <laughs> decided to build this drop shot off like the greatest backhand wing in tennis history. Like why he would try to you just don't need it. Like, why are you adding things to your game when you're, like, truly, like, the best player in the world? Like, even if Rafa beats you on clay, and I think part of it was because of the drop shot, like, you can beat Rafa even on clay. And on hard, you're going to beat him, like, uh, maybe eight times out of ten, seven times out of ten. Like, why are you changing your game that, that's, like, proven to be so successful? Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. It's a little strange. I and also I in, his post, in his post match presser today, he said that he uh, he came to Vienna to do. Or I don't know if it was his presser, but it was on it was on Reddit, and uh, there was like a translation from a post match something with him. I don't know if it was an interview or press conference, but they <laughs> were like, he said, uh, you know, I came here to do what what I needed to do, which was secure the year end number one for a sixth time yeah and he did that in his first round win here but like so do you think he tanked it or do you think he got outplayed i i'd argue he got outplayed i i don't believe i don't believe so almost any reason for him to tank it i mean just because he sure. yeah i'm saying just because he 
secured number one for the uh, year end doesn't mean he would want to lose. Like, I, uh, I don't believe that at all. I think that's just silly. I think, I mean, I, I honestly, I'm okay a little bit with him having a bad, like a really bad, like match. I think it happens. Like at the end of the day, like as great as he is, there's just bound to be a match that you just get blown out. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Do you, so do you think this is just a fluke and he'll come back? He's not playing Paris, so he's right. just going to go straight to London, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, do you think this will have any any effect on that, or you think this is just kind of like a fluke and he'll go to London and kick ass again? Yeah, I think, yeah. I honestly think he'll be fine by by the ATP finals. He'll, mm-hmm. like, I, like, we see these once in a while, players that shouldn't lose the to other players that they shouldn't lose to. So, so what, what this reminds me of, but it, it's probably not so good of a parallel because of the player that they're playing against. But remember last year when Fed, Fed lost to Rublev. But this was before, right. I guess, like Rublev was Rublev. I think this was the match that made Rublev Rublev. Like since this match, he's been great. Um, yeah, I mean. Cincinnati, yeah. the first round last year, he beat Fed in like an hour. Yeah. Like, I mean, we super yeah. comprehensive win, and Fed. You know, they they asked Fed like, "What, what happened? Like, did did you tank? What, like, did you just like weren't feeling it today?" And he's just like, "He was just that good." Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what this today reminded me of. But I don't think Senego will become Andre Rublev at the end of it. I think he was just really hot today. Yeah, because I think both of us have liked Rublev a lot, even before the restart when he started to really yeah, play yeah, yeah. really well. I mean, like, both of us fucking hits the ball so hard. It's it's like he's it's like he's shooting a gun with his racket. Yeah, he I I do like him a lot, and I um really I think he's actually impressed me even more so since the restart. I mean, even on clay, I thought he played really well. I I don't exactly remember his finishes at Roland Garros or um uh Rome, but I I thought he played well honestly and. I mean, uh, I know, I actually know Federer, I think, out of all the next-gen players, I think he likes Rublev a lot, like, no, over yeah, he definitely, like, I think the next-gen like players. I think ATP video where they were like, oh, what do you think about the next-gen? Who do you think yeah. is going to be really great? And Fed said Rublev. Yeah, and, and I think... Because of that match. That's true, and I'm, I'm, I have no reason to not believe that Federer knows what he's talking about. I almost, like, that's... Almost a like uh That's like that's, the 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 holy blessing, bro. Yeah, it's Once like you a get pretty that from Fed, you're destined to be great. Yeah, I think that's a huge compliment, honestly. Like one of the greatest ever do it to think that you are the next one up. And he's really showing it. He's number eight now, so he's going to be at the finals. He'll be top five, bro. He'll be top five. Like I'd yeah. be shocked if he's not top five at one point next year. That's true. Because I'm he's honestly so the consistent. Old... He's so consistent too, like you think with like the way he plays, where he's kind of just like slapping the ball as hard as he can, like he would he would spray the ball more. But this guy has been like the finals, semis of like multiple multiple tournaments now, quarters. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know, has he lost before the quarters recently? Uh, I don't think so. He fit, he fit, he lost to Medvedev quarters at the U.S. Open. Um, let me see. So he's in semi semifinal here. He won yeah. the tournament in St. Petersburg. He won in Rome? Or, no, he won. Did he win in Rome? He won St. Petersburg. He... Oh, sorry. He won St. Petersburg. He beat Tsitsipas also, I yeah, think. Yeah. In... He, beat, he beat Tsitsipas in, uh, what is it, Hamburg? 
Hamburg, that's right, Hamburg. In the final, and he won it. And I think yeah. he's supposed to have that on, on his racket. But anyway, um, uh, he also lost to Sitsipas in the quarters at the French. Mm. In Rome, he was, okay, round of 32. So I guess that's the only blip. Who did he lose but to? US Open was quarterfinals, Cincinnati. That's also a blip. He lost first round, I remember that. All right. Yeah, but still, I, he's had a very good year, super consistent, and we're totally off track of Lorenzo Senego. <laughs> right. Okay. We went from uh, talking about Senego to be like, that's <laughs> the shit. Okay. Not too much. Rublev is the shit. Let it, yeah. let it be known. That's true. I like this. I like him a lot. I think he's going to be, he's dangerous, honestly. He's dangerous. And he's, right. yeah. So, but, so for the semis of Vienna, do you have Evans or Senego? Dude, that's a matchup. I never thought I would even have to guess who a winner would be. When right. would these guys ever play against each other? Well, maybe you'd expect it in like round one or something. Yeah, round one. The final. Honestly, I almost feel like I have to take the surging, like, breakout. Like, what? I almost want to take Senego a little bit. I, oh, my God. I don't know, man. He's on a high right now, and he hasn't dropped a set yet. And I don't know. I, I, I'll, gi- I, I'll give him credit because... I will say I'm comparing almost this rise right now to, I mean, actually this is crazy. I mean, being Djokovic is obviously the great one of the greatest accomplishments of like most people's careers. But right now I'm actually comparing his trajectory, like as far as hype, uh, right now to uh, Ugo Imbert, I think, because Ugo Imbert yeah, has like kind of under win. the radar. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I will say Imbert has impressed me more than Senego, but right now. They're like right now. They're kind of like they're being they're being whispered about. I'm sure about in the tennis community a little bit. And um, what do you like a lot about? What's your favorite thing about Sonego's game? Uh, I don't know enough about it right now. That's why. Like, I mean, I honestly, my only my only impression of him is from this match and the highlights of this match. So mm. that's why I don't exactly know much about him. I mean, a Djokovic win is a Djokovic win. So like, that's got to be worth something in itself. Uh, so we'll see. I I think I will take because I don't think Dan Evans either deserves to be in the in the semis. To be completely oh, honest, you're lying to yourself, <laughs> dude. I'm just saying, bro. And Dimitrov had the once once the other three lost, he should have had a free cruise to the to this title. I think. No. I don't know, no, but... dude. Dan Evans. Dan Evans is gonna wreak havoc. <laughs> I don't think, dude. I think this was truly like a fluke match in the sense that like. Senegal was super hot. Like, I think Dan Evans will rip this guy apart tomorrow. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I. I. I don't underestimate the the high that you get from beating a fucking player like Djokovic. Honestly, no, no, no. It's and not it, usually a high. It's usually a low. You usually beat that top player, and then you immediately lose the round after. Uh, maybe, but and usually it's because you play also a great other opponent because you're further in the tournament. But he's playing Dan Evans, man. Okay, fair enough. But I, 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 think, I, all right, you, all right. What do you think that? What do you think the score is going to be? Uh, I think it'll still go to three sets. Uh, probably. Uh, nah, dog. I got Evans and two. Yeah, Evans and two. Three, four, I, sure. hey man, I don't know. We'll see. For it sure. it's it's fun to see like a newcomer. I don't think he's he's actually that young. Uh, he's twenty five, so he's young ish. Not as, like, not crazy young, so um, we'll see. You're right. He hasn't had very many um, good results, so, you know, 
it's it's a weird it's a weird thing to bet on a little bit, but he's twenty five now. Yeah. My God, I didn't realize he's been on the tour for so long. I've, heard, I've seen his name around once in a while. Yeah, I've but seen he's his never, name around for years. But he's never cracked the top thirty, right? Yeah. There's no way. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where his ranking is. Yeah, career be, high forty two. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, uh, if anything. I guess we should talk about the other side of the bracket. Other side of the bracket, I suppose. Oh wait! Before um, we get there, any thoughts on Sitsipas? I've been seeing a lot of people saying online that he needs to he needs to, like a proper coach. Oh yeah! Instead of his father. <laughs> Instead of his father or Patrick Mortoglu. Oh man! I man. I don't think he needs a coach. Gosh. What do you think he needs then? Or to approve because he he's had. Oh, I honestly don't know. Like I don't get how he loses matches because his game is so. He's very smart. He I like the way he thinks. Like he thinks to attack and and rush the net on people. Um, I don't really consider him. Like when I think about his losses, I don't think about um, like he's spraying the ball or making like a lot of errors. Mm-hmm. It's just like, does he just choke? Like, a lot uh, of his matches recently have been, like, he's had leads or, like, he's yeah. serving for it, and then he just loses it. Like, what is going on with him? I don't get it. I thought by now, he's number five in the world right now. He's yeah. pretty freaking good. But like, but, like, why is he losing matches? Like, he should not be losing to Dimitrov anymore. I don't think, I think he's Dimitrov, but better. Yeah, I will say Dimitrov and played younger. pretty fucking crazy in that match, though. Like, if you see the highlights, it was just cr- like it, Dimitrov yeah, was I just it was, surreal. It was like he was just shooting flames out of his racket. <laughs> yeah, I will say the one. It's not the big. It's not actually a huge. It's like a slight criticism, and maybe more of an opinion than anything. What I've seen of Sitsipas is weirdly enough, I actually don't think he hits the ball like hard enough. Like. I also agree with that because, like, every time I watch highlights of him, he's not, he's not, like, you know how, like, you watch Fed highlights? Yeah. And a lot of them is just Fed just, like, smashing a fucking winner from out of nowhere and shit. Yeah. Pass highlights never, ever have that. And actually, when I watch his matches now, I watch uh, specifically for forehand winners. And, you watch and, you watch highlights in general or his highlights? No, no, no. Like when I'm watching the actual matches, I'm watching oh. to see if he's hitting forehand winners. Yeah, and and he doesn't. He doesn't hit many forehand winners. It's kind of like I think he hits so flat in a way that he has to tone down the power to keep the ball in the court because he doesn't have the spin to keep it down. If anything, I feel like his ball floats too much, both on the ba- especially on the backhand side. I think, like from what I've seen. He almost I think would his rather backhand only goes cross court. Yeah, and he he only likes to play the the sharp angles. That's how he gets his winners is the sharp angles. I don't yeah, I don't true. he opens up the court and then he blasts the the open spot with an angle or something. Yeah, I and that's it's almost like a I think maybe that's too predictable a pattern. I mean, I I'm, I'm sure some players have caught on at this point. Like and so that's why I think that especially since I think his ball might float a little too high. I think he gets a lot of winners hit on him, to be honest. I don't exactly know the number, and this is more of a just like me watching him play. I argue that I think he actually gets a lot of winners hit on him, more than you would expect. Like, I think this is just a product of how he hits the ball. And 
he's obviously a great player, but when you're at the top, top of the game, when you're playing the dolls, the teams who like to really fucking punish the ball, like that's gonna that's gonna hurt him a lot. Against a Djokovic, I actually don't think it hurts him as bad. I think that's why he pushed him to five sets at um at Roland Garros. He actually has like a decent record against Djokovic, I think. Yeah, because I actually don't think Djokovic is used to punishing like a high ball like that. Because we know Djokovic more of a passive player than an aggressive player, like if you on a spectrum. And yeah. so that's why, like, maybe that's why against Djokovic he doesn't struggle as much. But honestly, against a player like like really, I think it's just the top, right? That team and the doll. Like, I think they would, they would uh, really show you, like, a weakness in Sitsipas' game. I don't think they've played, actually. He's played either of them recently, though. So I don't know if we have a good um, a measure of that. But that's, that's my expectation, honestly. Like, when they, if, we play, if they, play, when they play at the ATP Finals, I mm. think we might see something like that. Where, I mean, I, uh, like, those are the two that come to mind right now. Like, because they, honestly, we know that they like to hit the ball hard. <laughs> And so um, we might see like Tsitsipas like weakness a little bit because his ball is just it's right in the strike zone for those players, and they're you know team and adult like to just smack it deep into the open backcourt. I think. Yeah, yeah. But that's I, my just. So I'm watching his Dimitrov match highlights right now, mm-hmm. and I notice like every one of these winners Dimitrov is getting is when Tsitsipas is running to the net. Often not a good approach, like not a good approach shot. Right. Yeah. Like, like I think he, and I'm just getting this from this one set of highlights, but I'm also going to start watching for this from now on too. Is what if he's too anxious to rush to the net? Like, what if he's rushing to the net on shots that you should not be rushing to the net for? Right. It's possible. I think. Uh, I like definitely he's think being that over aggressive. Because mm-hmm. you're right. He doesn't have he doesn't have the forehand to hit winners. His backhand is very solid. But also, you don't really like you expect like a very solid rally ball from both, but not necessarily big weapons. Yeah, because honestly, if you're gonna approach the net, you have to make sure that they can't hit a good shot back. Like that's that's as simple as you're you're basically ready to punish like a junk ball. And yeah, like um, I, yeah. I think his biggest strength is actually his ability to open up the court. Mm-hmm. And when he has someone like Dimitrov, who's a fitness junkie, who just gets to everything, it's really hard for uh, Steph to open up the court. So then what he tries to do, instead of opening up the court and then blasting the winner to the open spot when the guy's like on the run, you know? Yeah. He's rushing the net to try and attack there because Dimitrov is so fit. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you're right. He, he is good at opening, and that's... That's the so problem. Dimitrov takes that away, so he he rushes the net more to try and take away Dimitrov's fitness time, yeah. and that's where Dimitrov gets the pass because he's rushing the net on a not so good approach shot. Yeah, I I think it's you're right. I think it's uh it's it is a mix of like bad decision making because I mean rushing the net is a is a, to- a decision you make on the spot, right? And it's like a it's more of a mental yeah. thing. Like it's a mental relapse. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he, what he needs is a, um, just like a good like pre-match briefing. You know how like the president gets like his like daily brief. You know, yeah, that okay. Means, his correspondence brief, like it's like a little note card, and it says like Grigor Dimitrov strengths this, like strengths movement, uh, you know, craftiness weaknesses. 
I don't even know. Whatever. Just like put just give him some information where he can just like easily process and when he's in the middle of the match and he he's struggling, he can just be like, Oh yeah, Gregor Dimitrov, weakness, power or, or something like that, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, I don't know exactly what, I'm sure his dad might ha- has to do research for him at the very least, but maybe that's where like a coach honestly comes in. I mean a coach is really important, you know, in any sport. And yeah. Uh, you're right, maybe. He has, like, two world... I mean, mean, we don't know about his dad being a good coach. He's (laughs) unproven, right? But he has, like, Patrick Mortoglu, who's, like, Serena Williams' coach, who coaches him quite often. Right, that's right. Like, you think... That's a... I mean, that's a pretty... We don't know how good his dad ever coaches, but, like, if he's gotten Steph to number five in the world, you have to assume that he's got a decent, at least decent, coaching team. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. I think... um... So maybe he just needs to get some power on his shots or something. I don't know. Yeah. There's a there's a, actually like a like a plethora of issues here, like the lack of power, um, and then the inability to figure out an opponent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well. I mean, a lot of it is. I mean, honestly, when you're at that, it's like I said, when you're at that level, a lot of it is really just um, having a game plan and executing it. Like because that's what separates you from these other players because these other players are obviously great in their own regard, you know, and yeah. you have to find those little cracks and really work at them. I mean, we all know the famous Nadal, when he first broke out of the scene, really targeting Federer's backhand, you know, and like, that's how he started to beat him early on in his career, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So just stuff, stuff like that is really important. I think, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think the, honestly, the one big thing as far as tennis concern is he really just needs to hit the ball harder. Like I, but I watch him. It, it actually looks. I actually really like the way Sitsipas plays. Like visually, it looks great. I but, love his forehand. Is like yeah, it's beautiful. But now I'm starting to realize it might be the form. This beautiful form might be a weakness. Yeah, it's it's a. I honestly think it's if it, it just floats too high over the net. And man, dude, there are just players that would put that ball away. Like honestly, like at that one, level. One thing that a lot of players do when they have a problem with the floating ball. And Rafa used to have this problem too. Is they they put little lead at the tip of their racket, uh-huh. and it and it really causes the ball to dip more and give it like a lot more weight to the shot. Like Sinner, Yannick Sinner, yeah. you can tell by his swings that his racket is really like head heavy. Like mm-hmm. he weighted it so that like he he that's why his ball is so heavy because the the weight at the tip of the racket forces him to really um like it just alters the swing pattern to where you get like a really heavy ball. I don't know how it works, but I've noticed it when I've added lead to the tip of a racket uh-huh. and maybe Sitsipas can benefit from that as well. Like, like Rafa has and how uh, Yannick Sinner has. I see. I know team also has lead on the top of his racket as well. I think it has to do with, um, I think team has it on actually maybe not at the top, but he has it on the sides of his racket. I oh, think. At three and nine. So that's usually yeah. for like stability and good plow through. Yeah, I think I honestly think just adding if you think about adding weight to the to your racket, it's just your your when you swing, like you're there's so much more weight on your racket. I feel like you just probably just it just physics wise, you're just gonna hit a heavier ball. But I don't know. I mean it definitely I don't know. I, I don't know exactly how Sitz is gonna do it, but you know, he's gotta figure it out, I think, if he wants to continue climbing to top three, you know. I mean it's it's a possible way to he can make it, maybe. But you know. He's gonna need to make some big changes in this off season, I think. 
like yeah. just actually no not even big changes these are really small changes like his mm-hmm. game overall is is beautiful it it it's a very good game yeah but um there's just a couple tweaks that he needs to make that will like really make him like a top player like mm-hmm. of the young guys i'm most hopeful for sitsi pass yeah yeah we'll see i mean his his season isn't over like he has he'll play the he's got to go defend his title too yeah, so it'll be exciting. I mean, you know, we'll see how he does. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that covers the top half of the draw. That's right. That's so right. We move to the bottom. Yeah, and I guess we continue on with, I guess, speaking about the first, I guess, the first match, and it's just a brief point about Rublev and team. Um, I did hear that team was suffering from an injury. So I will give him the benefit of the doubt of why he got creamed so bad today. Um, apparently, he had a right foot problem, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know, and honestly, out of the four remaining, Rublev is by far the most solid player. So I don't... Yeah, he's my favorite right now. Yeah. So I don't give any shit to team. And I think even on a, on a day that team is playing regular and he's at his full strength, I think he even would struggle against Rublev on a good day. So... You know, I see what what happened in a sense. If he if he is like a little hurt, dude, Rublev is looking very legit. He okay. I you know how I just said like Sitsipas might have the best hope. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Rublev is right now the better player. I think he'll have a lower ceiling than Sitsipas will. But man, does he? This is his breakout year for sure. He if he wins this tournament, he'll have five titles for the year. Which is the most of anyone on the this really year? So he has yeah. Ham- we just talked about he has Hamburg. Who, what did he win earlier this year? He won two before COVID, I think. I think he won uh, like Auckland or Brisbane or something like that. Okay. And then he uh, won. There's another one. Australia. What it was? Let me was see. Play- was see. Australia. He won Qatar Open. Ah, so that's early. Yeah, both really early in the, the year. Very early one, and then yeah. and then Adelaide International. Oh, okay, two fifty. Okay. Yeah, so then he won those two, and then his next one after that was uh, Saint Petersburg, Hamburg, and this oh, yeah, would Saint be his Petersburg, fifth, right? Hamburg, and then this would be the fifth. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty. That's a pretty damn good year, and this is a shortened season. Like most players are happy to win five. Even the big three are very happy to win five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's looking great. He's he's climbing, man. He's looking really good. And, um, yeah, I'm honestly at this point with who's remaining, he really should have this tournament. You know, what like, did you think about team? Ah, uh, team. He sometimes I look at the score and it just breaks well, my heart. His foot was was bad, so I guess. That, yeah. So guess he apparently, fair. yeah, he's apparently said that he's he's been struggling since the first round. So, like. In, in like his interview after like his press conference, I'm a little I'm a little worried because as much as like that excuses his loss, an injury is not a good um, a good sign in general. Just because you never know if it'll keep pestering him, it could be lead to more. Hopefully not. And a little worried, but hopefully he has time to rest. I do believe he should be playing the Paris though. So let me just check if he's at that tournament. I'm I would be surprised if he doesn't play. To be honest. Um, first article is saying 
he is indecisive about Paris. So he I might think skip if out he's early. smart, he'll drop out of that one and save himself yeah. for the, the tour finals. Yeah. And because I, I really think, I honestly think Team will at least win one tour finals in his career. He plays, I honestly think he plays so well at these tour finals. He just happens to lose to like the guy who wins, I think. Because um, I believe he lost to Sissipas in the finals last year. Yeah, he did. He did. And he lost to Zverev in the finals before that? Or. I think the who... finals before that was Djokovic Zverev. Oh, sorry. You're right. I think it might have been Djokovic Zverev. Um, but I do, I, for some reason, I do have recollection of team playing really well at the, the ATP finals. I think he just likes that O2 court, man. Um, Indoor hard, dude. Indoor hard. If you're a ball basher, you love that shit. Yeah, like I think, I think he like you watch highlights of him playing at that court, and man, it's just just slow enough where he can get his full swing off. But when he hits that ball, it just looks like a screamer every time. And yeah, I don't know. I I I think you're right. I think if he's smart, he rests. He just sits out Paris and he rests himself to try to win the end of the year tournament. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see. I guess. Uh, this one is, you know, with an injury, Rublev should definitely have come out on top. But I think I think we should talk about how disappointing I think Medvedev has been the past couple of yeah. months. Last, I mean, really, this whole year, since the end of last year, he's not been the same player. I mean, in the U.S. Open, he actually looked like a, reg, like a Medvedev where like, he met the standard a little bit. I mean, he made it to the semis, obviously lost the team at three, but... Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think. I you're right. I I, uh, I don't know. Medvedev has such a good 2019. It was like hard to see that 2020 would be such a shit show for him. I would hate that that if like that 2019 was like his peak. I I keep seeing that, and I'm hoping that's not true because his game is so visually different from really everyone on the tour. Mm-hmm. I love like the the contrast between him and the other top guys showing like no you don't have to play like everyone else to to be one of the best, you know. I see. But then also maybe that's why he's having some bad form. Maybe he didn't belong up there to begin with. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see how he win he's he's winning matches like he he's just have he's just a better tennis player, honestly, than a lot of guys. Like a like standard wife, tennis player, where he could just out rally them. Sorry, but you say you always say he hates long rallies, so that's like inherently <laughs> like against his like, and that's what I always say. I always say like he's such a good long rally player, but he hates playing like that. So you think maybe he's like I don't I don't know why he's losing these matches. Yeah, I I just think prone? he like, is definitely a. He's definitely a player that has a clear break point. Like, and what I mean by break point is a, a, a tier that he, at this point, will never cross. Like, a, there's a tier of players that, honestly, he should never beat at a big stage. Um, and I think he's good enough to be able to beat, like, some of the lower players that, you know, just purely based on the fact that, in a sense, he does kind of have a big serve. Um... And once in a while, he'll he'll slap that big forehand and even backhand. But like, 
I don't know. I think his game is just so straight. His game is like it's almost uncomparable to anyone. Almost, it's so like, different. I, I yeah, really, it, I can't compare it. It's not only like his strokes, but it's just like how he wins points. I yeah, don't quite understand. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand why he's so good. I guess. Yeah, I guess I would argue he's maybe closer to like a Djokovic in the sense that like he's he's very like he gets a lot of balls that he shouldn't because he's deceivingly fast and ver- and pretty stretchy a little bit because he's really long. Mm-hmm. And I guess I just it's just sometimes like as a player playing against it, it just feels hard to break. I think a lot of I will say I'm not I'm not saying I'm the first one to say it, but I'm also saying that a lot of people don't say it. I don't think a lot of people realize that Nebebebedev doesn't like long rallies. So I think a lot of players knew that going into playing him and tried to really lengthen out rallies, mm. I think they actually would beat him a lot more. I think a lot of I'm I'm not saying I'm an oracle and I'm not saying that I have cracked Nebebedev, but I'm saying that if a lot of players were to try that out, I think they would find a lot more success. But they don't, and so that's why. They try too hard to try to break him with winners and stuff, and they just beat themselves when they're playing him, is my opinion. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, that's, that's my opinion. I mean, it just goes to show with, like, long rallies, especially on, I mean, Clay is a whole different story why he's terrible on it, but if the U.S. Open team really exposed them with the long rallies, um, and I don't know. We'll see. Well, I guess we can continue seeing him play, but... Kevin Anderson, I don't know. I, I doubt he beat him with long rallies. I think Kevin Anderson just brute forced his way to Dude, beat him. Dude, I'm watching it right now, and Kevin Anderson is putting up like a serving clinic. Yeah. And Medvedev just can't return the serve. Interesting. And then when he gets into the rally, Anderson is just throwing a deep ball back, and Medvedev doesn't look like he has enough time to like react. But he just seriously couldn't hit Anderson's serve today. Interesting. Well, like the maybe Anderson was just putting on a serving clinic and just like yeah. was just the better player, you know. I mean, Anderson is a big server. I mean, of course, being a tall guy, but um, I don't Anderson's know. A good player, like he was probably yeah. in the top five, top six at one point. Yeah, I, I mean, he was definitely at the he was at the 2018 final ATP finals. Yeah, yeah, because that was the year he, he was at the Wimbledon finals. Yeah, like, I'm saying, like, I think there's a little bit too much disrespect on Kevin Anderson's name. I think he's all right. He's not a, he's not a tier one, tier two player, but he's a player that on his, on his, on his game day, he can really force you to struggle a little bit, I think. Um, I was watching this match a little earlier today, and one thing I did note about Anderson is his strokes, like, for them to be really effective he has to get his feet in the right spot before he hits it. Like, he can't hit the ball on the run or, like, mm. like mm-hmm. he kind of, like, coils himself Yeah, every single time. Like, there's no variability in it. Like, he has to get to his spot, coil, and then explode. Okay. And I don't know why Matt didn't, like, expose that, I guess. That's yeah. definitely, like, a weakness that could be exposed. But maybe he, maybe he was just too good today. Yeah, maybe. I uh not the worst in a sense, not the worst player to lose to, but yeah, I think it's a a player Mebedev also should have beat. Um Mebedev is just in a slump really and Mebedev will also make it Does to he the still finals? qualify? Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, actually let's let's check his ranking real quick. I I think he should. Ranking shit is so weird right now because 
there's a lot of players who I don't think are like top eight. Yeah, he's but six they right now. Are. He's six right now, so he'll definitely make it. Um, wow. So we'll see more of him. I mean, uh, I do think this this ATP finals looks like it'll be pretty good, though. A lot of, I mean, all the players are great, I think, in my opinion, in some way. So there's a lot of young guys. Literally, all these guys, except Rafa and Novak, and I guess Team are young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think Schwartzman will probably enter in. Yeah, because Ro- because Roger will be sitting up. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, it'll be it'll those. It'll be guys. interesting to see how the old guys deal with the new guys. Like if the new guys will finally like beat them out, or if the old guys will beat them in the round robin and just have like a bad loss in the semis or the final. That's what happened yeah. in the last two years. We've had yeah. two, three young guys in a row actually win this tournament. Yeah. I think. 2017 was Grigor. 2018 was Zverev. 2019, Pass. Yeah, 2020 would be, who knows, maybe another young guy. Yeah, I mean, this is actually probably one of the first, would be one of the first ATP finals where I feel like, I feel like all of them, it's, it's kind of mean to say, but all of them kind of, I do like and I think deserve to be there. I feel like every year there's always like a player that I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I don't know why or how they got there, honestly. Um, like yeah, last year, I the round robin a lot of the times for the ATP finals is kind of boring. Uh, that's not true. Last year think. was actually good, yeah. Years before that, for like five years, those those round robin matches were kind of shit shows. Uh, I mean, because the guy, well, that's kind of strange because there's there's something on the line, they get points for each round robin win, right? And they also get money, I think, for each round robin win. They do, but they're like bodies are so beat up by the end of the year. I guess it's nice because yeah. COVID gave them a lot of time to like you know recover and stuff. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. But true that I guess. Yeah, it'll be interesting this year with COVID giving them some rest. Usually, like Rafa drops out because he's like you know injured again. His <laughs> annual end of the year injury, and then Novak is looking good, and then he'll lose early. Rogers just a fucking mess at the ATB finals the last couple of years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. Interesting. No, oh, I got so I mean, we got Nando gotta... and Rublev. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think let's just we can just even just skip to <laughs> who's you think is gonna win, and I think it'd be foolish to say anyone out of these four names except one person. <laughs> Well, you know, I do think of all the people that would give Rublev a tough time, Anderson yeah, that's true. Is, is an interesting match. But I do think he will win that match as well. Yeah. I mean, it's just a sense of a big surfer in general is always kind of dangerous, I think. Honestly, whoever comes out of this bottom half is probably going to win the tournament. Like, if you got to yeah. face Sonego or Evans in the final, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think these bottom guys are definitely on a tier above that. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, you're right. I think um, I see, I see Rublev winning as well, but you're right. Kevin Anderson will give the most trouble to him yeah. in these next two matches if you were to win. But yeah. Swag. All swag, right. Swag. So we're caught up on the tournament. We, we didn't do last week, but last week was, was that St. And, Petersburg? Antwerp, which Ugo and Bear won. Um, I guess to keep it short, I... I like Umber. I will just say that. Like, I think, man, he's... The angles, man. The angles yeah. are ridiculous with this kid. I, man, this lefty kid, man. I kind of like him a lot. 
I almost he's kind of replacing uh in in my in my rank my personal ranking and just personal preference like he's replacing funny enough he's replacing Diminar who he beat in the finals at Antwerp like in that category of like a like a weird young guy who kind of just like runs around and hits the ball and plays in chaos like Ugo and Bear a little bit is um is kind of replacing Diminar especially after kind of smoking him at the finals and Uber has more potential. Yeah, and Uber a much bigger serve. Um, I mean, I mean, bigger strokes in general. Um, he's obviously not as fast, but like he's crafty. Yeah, I don't even know if he. I wouldn't. I want to say he's crafty, but he's like he's like a young guy who's kind of scary to play against. Very much actually in a weird sense, like an like Oz, uh, like a Felix, a little bit, but much more consistent, I think, than Felix. So I think he doesn't have that raw power that Felix does. That. I don't know, Mike man. He is pretty hard. He is pretty hard, man. I just think he is hard. Always that he gets like these like really sharp angles. That's true. He does hit the sharp angles, but I honestly, I think he hits like harder than you think. Like it's actually a fast ball, and like I don't know. We'll I'm see. Watching, I mean, I'm watching his enter Antwerp finals highlights right now, okay. trying to get a better feel for it. But for um, sure. Yeah, like yeah. I am, like I, I to watch out for. for sure. Yeah, from what I've seen, I mean, he, he it's it's just, it's a little different, like how like well he's been playing. I mean, it's not even just Antwerp, of course. Like he's he played really well at um, was it Roland Garros? It was at a tournament earlier this year as well. Um, that just he, a couple of weeks ago, I know he had another big result. Yeah, uh, he he he's had some decent uh, results. Uh, um. In uh, the some of the recent tournaments, I think the might have been not actually might have been far away. What was it, Kitsbu Shell? One of the clay tournaments early on, I think. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. I I don't know how much more we'll see of him, but uh, I am a little excited to see him play a little bit more. And congrats on Antwerp, which is I think it's not his first. It might be his second ATP. Time. He got two this year. He has two this year. Oh really? What did he What did he win earlier? He won. Uh, he won Auckland the ASB class. Ah, uh, I see. Hey, I mean, I don't know. It, he he might be a person to actually look out for. I think so. Um, I'm a little excited to 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 watch a little bit more of him. But I think besides that, we didn't really miss too many. Cologne too. Zavera, oh, just Zavera. decimated Schwartzman. Yeah, I mean I think that match had like such a weird ace double fault stat line because uh, he had Schwartzman zero. had like zero aces, six double faults, and Zavera had like ten aces, zero double faults. The aces of Zverev doesn't surprise me, of course, but everyone double knows falls. the double faults. Yeah. <laughs> that is, when is the last time he had zero double faults? Has he even had that ever in his ATV career? Is my I'm question. I'm sure he has once or twice, but yeah, it's pretty rare. Yeah, but, um, you know, well, uh, it's, I think it's the juice he needed a little bit after, obviously, the very disappointing U.S. Open loss and semi-disappointing, like, you know, losses after that. Um, yeah, he did open. a little pick me up, waiting at his home, you know, home country. Two, you know, two mini two fifties, but you know, uh, it definitely helps the soul. It helps what? It helps. It helps the soul. Like it helps uh, his, uh, his heart. Until uh, until do you want to? I guess we can go start to going off tennis or off court topics. Yeah, let's until, go um, to Zverev a bit, huh? This has been a crazy week for Zverev. So, first, what was it? Wednesday morning, I think. 
Uh, at least in yeah. Bay Area time. It was Wednesday morning. His his ex girlfriend Brenda Patia, who by the way is uh is quite the smoke show. Um, <laughs> inserting my bias in there. Anyway, uh, she announces on Instagram that she is pregnant, twenty weeks, and does not intend to give Zaverev custody of the child. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a, already like a shocker in the sense that like whoa this guy is 23 he's going to have a kid and the wife or not the wife the girl wants nothing to do with him also then later that day his ex ex-girlfriend the girlfriend before Brenda Petia I think her name was like Olya Sharapova she's a tennis mm-hmm. player as well um, she said that Zverev domestically abused her. He, I think he like choked her out and slammed her head to the wall after she did something. Or, I don't know. He blamed her for something. And mm-hmm. I think this happened at the time of the U.S. Open last year. Yeah, it was in New York. Um, let me just read it. She yeah. says, "I'm I'm bitched, and I will not be silent anymore. Now I want to tell one very personal and one." very hard story for me that I have already experienced and left in the past. I'm writing this so that so that girls who are or are in the same situation don't feel alone and find the strength to live on. I was a victim of domestic violence. The first time this happened at the beginning of a relationship, there was a quarrel and I got hit with my head against the wall with so much power that I sat on the floor. What happened next? I've been accused of raising my hand person who hit me a second ago stood and yelled at me for what he didn't hit me, but me. Okay, there's obviously some translation issues yeah. here because this does not flow in very well. Mm-hmm. Um, how is this possible? Why didn't I leave right away? Why did you forgive? I really can't answer these questions. I loved it. Okay, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Sincerely loved. <laughs> As an aside, that's kind of weird. Sincerely loved and wanted to be with this person. Okay, so that's a translation issue. It's, I love him. Sincerely Mm -hmm. loved and wanted to be with this person. I thought it was just a mistake we would fix together and leave in the past. But the only thing worth leaving in the past was this relationship. In August of that year, I ran out of the hotel barefoot. I was standing on the street of New York. This is US Open 2018, no, 2019, and didn't know where to go and what to do. They tried to choke me with a pillow, hit my head against the wall, twisted my hands, And at that moment, I was really afraid for my life. This was far from the first and not the last situation when I was raised in a relationship. I I think by that, she means picked up, like literally picked up. Um, It was the scariest because at some point I couldn't breathe. Honestly, that time I remember hard because there were no colors of life, one fog and a lack of understanding. I was a different person, believed in love and tried to keep it. But people don't change as time shows relationships with abusers is not news now but when you're in them it's very difficult for you to get out of them how did i get out of them this is a separate story that i will tell later because i won't be silent anymore because this is a topic that needs to be talked about and i'm not afraid anymore so that's uh that's pretty bad and that in combination with the ex-girlfriend's statement about how she does not seek to uh, give 
any kind of custody to Zverev. They haven't talked, according to her. Whereas Zverev, he put out a another statement. He put out his first statement and only statement after both of these came out, day after. So that was yesterday. And he said, um, yes, I'm expecting to have a child with Brenda. And I'm excited for the boy's life and I will be a part of it. And he also says he talks to her, which con- completely contradicts what she's what she has said. <coughs> and yeah, regarding the domestic abuse um, allegations, he has just completely denied them and said that she's making it up. Yeah, I uh, will say from yeah, a thoughts? yeah an unbiased point of view. Like I, I, I don't really. I mean, I think it's a. There's obviously a a problem with both, you know, domestic abusers, but also there's a lot of unfounded allegations against domestic, like for domestic abuse. And in a sense, without any, I feel like really like cold, hard evidence, I don't really want to, I don't, I almost don't even want to put an opinion because I don't know, I don't know enough of the story really. I, I, I think a lot of people want to, I think you either don't like Zverev and you want to believe the two his two ex girlfriends, or you do like Zverev and you're just going to defend him. You know, like this is what it, I think these early allegations usually devolve to. So I don't have much to say. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think uh, we'll probably see more develop. I I don't know. I, I one side has got to come out on top in a sense, and so either the two girl ex girlfriends look really bad or Zverev looks really really bad <laughs> so yeah i don't know i don't know what you think so far what do, what do you what are you where are you leaning i guess so there were there were photos posted on twitter of zverev in shanghai a couple weeks after this new york u.s open incident mm-hmm. and he has like visible scratches on his neck mm-hmm. um and supposedly there's a there's a story that there was another violent episode in Shanghai mm. where the Sharapova had to, and this is not Maria Sharapova, this is Olga or Olya Sharapova. Yeah. Right. Um, she had to get picked up from her brother and mother because he had abused her again there. And that's where the scratches on the neck are from, supposedly. Mm. I mean, if that's true... And the evidence is right there on his neck. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. This this looks really bad for Zverev. Not only like the fact that like he's twenty three and he's gonna be dad, mm-hmm. like to a kid who the mom does not want him to do anything with the kid, you know. Also yeah. like, bro, that's a lot of child support, you know what I'm saying? But um Yeah, bro, this is just a bad bad look for this both to happen on the same day come out on the same day and for for both girlfriends to not want anything to do with him mm-hmm. it's yeah this is i don't know if it's true and i've always said like you got to believe in the innocent until proven guilty mm-hmm. but um in my opinion he looks I, I can't say he looks guilty, but damn, does it look bad. I wouldn't be shocked if he was guilty of this either. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I really, I, and even if he is, um, even if it does find out that he has, he is guilty of this, I, 
it's just sad to see, honestly. Like, because I will say, because you know, players, especially in sports, man, like they become such role models for a lot of younger kids and just people in general. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of people who root for Zverev and like him. I mean, I I don't hate him. I I think he's a great player, and I think I do I do like him in a sense. But like, it's hard to see like. And it's just the dark reality of a lot of these players or a lot of people in general. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I hate to see it, even if he is guilty. And like, I obviously will condemn him appropriately for it. Um, I, I don't like to see something like that. Like, it, it sucks. It just sucks. There's nothing to say about it. You know, I hope he becomes, you know, like, I hope he just learns from it and, you know, suffers the consequences. Like, like any person, he's, he's treated as a regular person. No longer a tennis, a tennis superstar at that point, right? He's yeah. bigger than tennis in a sense. So, yeah, it sucks. It's a bad look for sure. Yeah, it sucks, man. So, I mean, we'll see. I'm sure we'll find out more throughout the week. And I don't know, man. This really could, in a sense, spell disaster for his career, man. Ah, well, maybe that's a little bit possibly, but I don't know. I mean, it's definitely not going to help his mindset at all. I could definitely yeah. see them doing like some kind of ban on him too. Like, you think like, so? They, you think a tournament I mean, would do that? It's not really. See, it's, the thing is, that this is completely unrelated to tennis. Mm-hmm. But like, if you want to set a good example, especially for like standing up for the women players and stuff like that, yeah, you need to do something about yeah this from yeah. the ATP's perspective. Like, you should not have any of your professional athletes be abusers you know like that's just not a good look for the tour as a whole mm-hmm. yeah i it's kind of like hard. the justin gimmelstop situation he was like a like a high-ranking board member on the atp and then there was like he went to trial and was convicted of like assaulting his wife or something like that and they immediately like the whole tennis community just booted him out Hmm. And I'm not I saying we should do that with Severa, but like if it's if it's bad and he's been abusing these two girls, like they got to do something. Yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah, you're right. I think it's we'll see. I I honestly don't because I don't I don't I can't I can't really recall as far as tennis related um, something like this happening. So it's it's hard to see what the ramifications will be, but. Um, yeah, dude. If he is starting to be like blacklisted from certain tournaments, dude, that's a pretty that's a pretty fucking big deal. Like, like that's huge, honestly. Like, uh, you know, it goes beyond. Like, it might even tank his career. We might never hear of him again if that happens. And they've done a lot of work to like, you know, make Zverev like the future face of the the tour kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's like a good speaker. Like when he when he loses tournaments, he he goes up on a finalist stage. He's a good speaker. When he wins tournaments on the winner's stage, you know he's a good speaker. Like he's very marketable in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that would just be insane to just have it like all come crashing down in like the worst way possible. I guess that's a lesson to everyone. There'll be a shitty person, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah, and things like guys. this will happen. Don't beat, like it's easy. don't beat just, your girlfriends. Don't beat your yeah. boyfriends. It's just so easy. Don't it, beat people, huh? It, it sounds so easy, but for some people, it's just, I don't know. Sometimes they just piss you off <laughs> just so much, and you just gotta do it. <laughs> you got a racket in hand, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, just do what you do on the tennis court. 
Right. I do oh, yeah. has smashed. He has, really bad. he has smashed his first he has smashed his uh sorry first his fair share of brackets. So I mean I don't know. I don't know. And apparently women. Yeah. Yikes. Bro. That's raw dog. Be. Come on, Zaverev. You know better than that. Wrap it up. Lil Wayne told you that. <laughs> he said so wrap it up. He's so sweet. I wanna look the rapper. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, I think that's uh we're caught up now. It took a while, but I think we're there, right? Yeah, I think we've we've covered all the events. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, mean, I don't know when we'll do this again, but hopefully we'll get back to a weekly schedule here. Last I week we were gonna do it and then Sunday night came and I was just pooped. I think yeah. I went to bed early. I'm sorry for all the all the fans, our scarce fans out there. We're trying our best. Unfortunately, we we got we got lives to live, you know? Uh, yeah, we. This is our side, side hustle. We call it a side hustle because we don't make any money off of it. <laughs> yeah, this is just like, kind of like a hobby. Yeah, and we love it. We love it. I mean, we we even having trouble playing tennis, let alone talking about tennis. So it's uh, it's hard. It's hard on us. Which we will do tomorrow. Who do you got tomorrow? What's the prediction? Okay, you know our record record is heavily skewed to Danny, but let's just say I did win our last match. So. I don't know. Am I the Senego? Yeah, remind me, bro. <laughs> the Senego coming in, baby. Lorenzo. You want to play best of three? I really, because I think we're going to have a lot of time tomorrow because we don't mm-hmm. have to worry about like the girlfriends or darkness. I think we can do a three set. I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do oh, it. Hell we, yeah. can, we can report it to the, yeah. to the pod followers. We'll update. We'll update you on the, the score. Yeah, we'll, do, we'll break down our match first before we break <laughs> yeah. down the tour matches. Yeah, that's true. That's what's the most important. Priorities. Priorities. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. We're going to wrap it up there. That was episode 10. We'll be back hopefully next week with episode 11. If not, you know we're behind. All right. Very cool. All right. Peace. Signing off.